This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. It's 7.45. This insert sponsored by Mana Health Products, the only 100% natural organic supplement for blood sugar control. What a pleasure to welcome Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solutions. Morning, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. How are you? Very good. Are you well? I'm good, thank you. Super. Part two of fasting, which I think last week gave people this idea that, oh, great, fasting, that just means headaches and hunger, and I'm going to be cranky, and I'm going to snap at people. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing. I mean, the idea of fasting, it's very good to promote uh, weight loss, improve metabolic health, and improve overall well-being. That's what you told us last week. Yes, and to reduce chronic inflammation and all sorts of things like that. But there is a, a build-up to a fast, so it's not something that you just start if, if you want to avoid those headaches and the cravings and all of the things that go with it. Yeah, let's go there quickly, Wendy, because yesterday we were talking, for many, this is the start of Lent, and some people say, okay, I'm going to fast. Some people just say, okay, I'm going to fast one thing, and they would say, I'm not going to have chocolate or whatever. But for many, they want to start a fast or maybe there's another reason that someone would just want to fast. It's not something you could just go, particularly if you uh, have several cups of coffee a day and it's not something you do often and then suddenly you decide to go a day or two or three uh, into a fast. I mean, you're sort of setting yourself up for failure there, are you not? Or at least an uncomfortable and unpleasant time. Well, certainly, yes, an unpleasant start. Um, So you are going to likely have quite severe detoxification reactions And so to build up to a fast, you would ideally want to start dropping those things before you even get to the fast and you start with one at a time. So whether it be sugar or caffeine or refined carbohydrates or whatever it is that you you know, those are the things you're going to be cutting out completely for the duration of the fast. You start at least a week before preparing for that Mm. um, so that you can get your body into the phase where it's ready to fast and not be compromised. We're also talking here not only about a fast you might do for, for spiritual reasons, but also intermittent fasting. So um, just quickly, before we move over to the different ways that uh, you can fast, uh, you mentioned something last week, which I think might be a nice intro into this for those who missed out our conversation last week. Um, you were talking about the digestive system getting a rest. Yes. Okay, so the digestive system is constantly at work. If you think about it, you you you've you're feeding yourself all day long. And even if you're not feeding yourself that regularly, your digestive system is still processing foods that you that you ate a few hours ago. And so if you, if you take a period of time to fast, you are actually giving your digestive system some time to rest as well. So, so figuring out what kind of a fast, if we're talking here about intermittent fasting that works best for you, there are different options. It's not a there's just one way of doing it. So can you walk us through the different ways that we can fast intermittently? Sure. There's several different types of, of, of ways to intermittent fast. Um, the, the, there's probably the two that are the most common, um, and that's the one where you fast for uh, between a 14 and 16-hour window, and you eat for the other 8 to 10 hours. Um, and that one can happen fairly naturally, um, but it's, you're just closing the window a little bit of the time that you're eating. Um, then there's the 5-2 diet where you eat normally for five days, but then you restrict, you severely restrict your calories for two days. So for women, you would restrict it below, to about 500 calories and men about 600 calories a day. 
That's not a lot of food at all, Wendy. I mean, if you think about a teaspoon of, teaspoon of peanut butter is like 100 calories, you know, 500 and 600 calories. That's not a lot of food at all. Exactly. It's really, really limited. There's very little fats in there because your fats obviously carry calories as well. Um, so you really are just eating vegetables and, um, um, you know, maybe some light proteins, but mm. it's, it's, it is very, very limited. <clears throat> then you have the eat, stop, eat method, which you um, fast from one dinner time to the next dinner time. So that's a 24-hour fast. But in that 24 hours, you can still have non-calorie containing liquids, um, so something like coffee or um, bone broth um, and your zero-calorie beverages, water, obviously those kind of things can be um, consumed during that 24-hour period. Um and then you have your um, no, you don't restrict calories on the other day. So it's not something that you do continuously. You you would do that maybe once a week or once every two weeks. Mm. Then you also have alternate day fasting. So that means you um, you fast one day completely, and then you eat normally the next day, and then you fast the following day. So it's similar to the tw- the twenty four hour fast, but it's not very sustainable, and I don't think it's a very good. Um, plan to follow consistently Uh you could do it for a short period of time but not i wouldn't do it as a consistent plan um then you have the warrior diet so that involves eating small amounts of fruit and vegetables during the day and only one big meal at night so it's more that foraging um during the day um, and then your your big meal at night Um, and again that one you know we shouldn't really be eating a large meal at night and then going Mm. to bed so uh, you know if it works it, it might work for some people but I, I don't think that's necessarily the best for our bodies. And then we have the spontaneous meal skipping, which is, you know, you wake up in the morning, you don't feel hungry, so you automatically skip breakfast and you only start eating at around 11 or 12 o'clock in the morning. Or some people don't feel hungry in the evening, so they skip the dinner meal. And so that we would call a spontaneous fast. So as we make our way through this, it's a case of one size doesn't necessarily fit all. So you find out what works for you and you give it a go to to find the benefits of giving uh, yourself a break, giving your digestive system a break, and as we spoke about last week, to to reduce inflammation and and improve chronic in, inflammatory diseases. But this isn't just going to happen after I'm going to just eat today, uh, fast tomorrow, eat the next day, and fast the next day, and hopefully I'm going to be fine. Sort of, I get this feeling, and please guide us here, Wendy, that this is something you've got to practice for a longer period of time to truly get the benefits. Yes, you you definitely do need to practice for a long period of time. And I think the key here is that you need to be eating healthy foods. Mm. So when you're eating a healthy diet, it's much easier then to go into fast than it is if you're not eating a healthy diet. So if if your diet is full of sugars and carbohydrates and lots of caffeine, um, alcohol, all of those things that um, are normally part of the Western diet – to then go into a fast is going to be a lot more difficult than if you're following um, a paleo-style diet or a low-GL diet or, you know, one of these lifestyles mm. um, where your your main food, that your main food, food sources are healthy food sources. So, you know, your food is recognizable. You're eating lots of vegetables and salads and your, your proteins and you've got a nice combination of, of all the food groups. It makes it a lot easier then to go into any of these types of fasts without the, the negative side effects because you don't have a toxic buildup in your system. Fasting is, is difficult. We, we love our breakfasts. We love our routines. We love our lunch times and we particularly love our dinner times. 
So the idea of skipping one of those seems to be so against the grain, Wendy. You know, don't skip breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. So we, we, you know, we've got to find out what works for us, but we're so often in our routine and we really do love food. This can be really challenging, particularly if you want to actively help your body deal with inflammatory problems. Yes. And and that's why I think it's it's really important to to understand your body and to know what is going to work best for you. Because if you wake up in the morning and you're starving, then that's your body's indication that you are needing some fuel to get going for the day. <clears throat> if you wake up in the morning and you're not so hungry, we know that those have, those people generally have slower metabolisms. Mm. So you, you you don't necessarily want to keep slowing your metabolism down. And so sometimes we've got to do something opposite to our body, you know, what our bodies generally go for. And especially if weight loss and health and, and those kind of things are your goal, because we have to change something to get the body to function a little bit more differently. So we, we can wake up hungry in the morning because because we've perhaps eaten a very high carbohydrate meal the night before. And so we've had a blood sugar dip. Mm. Or we can wake up hungry hungry because we have a fast metabolism and the body is just ready for the next lot of fuel. So if, if we understand our bodies and we know what we're working with, it makes it much easier to do the right thing for our specific body. So this is the challenge to us out there. And if you're in a space where you've got to do this because it makes sense for your body to give yourself a break and to deal with the inflammation, if that's where you're at, then Wendy, how do we prepare? Just in closing, uh, how do we do we sit down and say, okay, I can do this. Do I need to sit with a healthcare professional? Um, can I can I just go ahead and see what works for me? Can I give it a few days and see how it goes? Like, what's really the best approach? Well, I, I, it really depends on the person. So Google is a wealth of information, which is not always a good thing. But there are many um, uh, there are many plans that are shared on um, the internet um, that will show you how to go into a detoxification. Obviously, working with a health professional, you're going to have somebody who is um, aware of your his, you know, your background and mm. your history. And so they will be able to guide you and give you something more specific to your body type um, and to your particular health challenges. Um, you know, so that for me is always first prize. But it's not always possible for everybody to do that. But I think the thing is to, 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 to really um, prepare your body so that it is able to cope in a, in a more um, healthy way without having all those detoxification effects and also without, um, you know, putting a risk, a further risk on your body. Mm. Um, I was reading the, um, the other day that people who regularly fast for more than 16 to 18 hours have higher risk of developing gallstones and having gallbladder surgery. Yeah. So we, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're doing what's good for our bodies, but we also don't want to be promoting another health issue mm. if, if that's what it could potentially be causing. So maybe a good start, Wendy, and you said it just a few minutes ago, is let's first, before we start focusing on getting the fasting right, let's just get the, when we do eat, let's get the eating right. Yes, I think that's the major, the most important thing is to, are we eating healthy foods and are we supporting our bodies daily with the right kind of nutrients that our bodies are needing? So before we start fiddling around with when are we eating, when are we not eating, let's make sure that what we're eating is, is good and healthy. That's the voice of Wendy Christin, and she knows what she's talking about. And if you need some guidance and you want to make this part of your lifestyle and you want to be 
uh, help with monitoring and whatever you need so you do this the right way, you're so welcome to get in touch with Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. You can just Google Integrated Health Solution in Durbanville and you can get in touch with Wendy. Wendy, we so appreciate uh, what you share with us every week. I see a WhatsApp through from a listener saying, I find this talk about fasting so interesting. So thanks so much for sharing, Wendy, and have a really great day. Pleasure, Brad. Have a great day too. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.